This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. If you visit Detroit, if you are from Detroit, or if you live in Detroit, you never knew all this culture was alive and thriving here. This is the Detroit is Different Festival. October 24th through October 27th, join us at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48238. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com. Different.com and get your tickets today. This is your girl, Audra, and you are with me on Community, where we talk about unique pathways and one common goal. And anybody that's been following the journey of Community, you know exactly what I'm going to say next. I am over the moon excited to have this young lady in the studio with me today. Young lady, if you'd be so kind, would you please introduce yourself? I'm Tylene Henry. Okay. All right, Tylene. So, Tylene, do you remember how we met? Yes. Uh, okay. So it was at the Space Lab Detroit. Okay. And um, they were having a virtual reality event. Mm-hmm. And so I brought my son there because yes. um, Karen Burton, mm-hmm. uh, who her and her husband, Bobby Burton, own the Space Lab, which is a cooperative space where a lot of people in the build industry mm-hmm. uh, are. Um, they had a virtual reality simulation. So the kids had an opportunity to you know, experience the technology, wear the virtual reality glasses, mm-hmm. goggles, and, mm-hmm. you know, the parents were really just, you know, having a conversation about how are we, you know, enriching our kids outside of school, and mm-hmm. how are we making sure they get exposure to different, you know, um, experiences and opportunities. Right, 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 right. Yep. So I was trying to, like, think about it. I knew it was a Space Lab, but I couldn't remember which event, so that's when I brought mine nephew i believe one of the nephews or both of the nephews mm-hmm. uh to that so yeah was it almost two years ago yeah year okay mm-hmm. okay good stuff good stuff good stuff so tylene sis you're on community mm-hmm. what does community mean to you you know when you know i knew what we were going to be talking about and mm-hmm. when i was thinking about it i was thinking about my personal mission and i was thinking about like Community is a part of that, and what is the definition? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what community is to me is a culmination of the past, the present, and the future. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about community, I think about memories that I had growing up, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially in the city of Detroit, right. grandma's house, having mm-hmm. to be home by the time the streetlights come yeah. on. You're not allowed to go in nobody's house, yeah. you know, the rules that mm-hmm. you have. Um, and when I talk about past, present, and future, I think about, you know, my grandmother who passed away mm-hmm. and what she instilled in me mm-hmm. and the stories that she shared with me about catching the bus before she could afford a car mm-hmm. to get back and forth to Sinai Hospital where she was a nurse. Mm. Um, I think about uh, the future. Mm-hmm. I think about the kids that I meet through 
out different program throughout different programs that I've experienced, you know, whether it's mentorship or going to the virtual reality mm-hmm. simulation and just hearing the the ideas that they have and their perspective and how they're using technology to, you know, look at their world differently and the future differently. And so when I think about community, it's a culmination of that past, present, and future, the but but the past is so important. Yeah. Because those stories of of how downtown Detroit used to be, mm-hmm. you know, before, mm-hmm. you know, all the big Quicken Loans, right. this and that and the other, but right. how downtown Detroit used to be. Right. Um, learning about the rebellion, mm-hmm. the difference between using riots and rebellion. Yeah. yeah. That, to me, is what community is, because in order to really have a good uh, grip and footing to move forward, you've got to know where you came you gotta from. got to know. And so all know. of those elements are important, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. being aware of what you have in front of you right now, mm-hmm. you know, what's happened in the past and how you use all of those resources to continue to move towards a brighter future. Yeah. And, you know, growing up in the city of Detroit, we had such a rich history, right? Um, you know, a lot of people came here. They migrated from the South and other parts of the country to come here. And just the concentration of black people and uh, the concentration of that tenacity mm-hmm. to even though they were burdened by uh, systemic uh, racism and um, all of the things that are are uh, children of racism, um, they still flourished, right? Mm-hmm. Home buying, right? Um, you know, when when the when our grandparents or my parents they went downtown, they put clothes on, right? Mm-hmm. You know, nice little dress, the best dress, and a little handbag, and you know, going down to to shop. And so, um, neighborhoods, you know, you knew your neighbors, and you know, people looked out for one another. And so, that foundation of how we were raised, and you know, the grandparents and the parents poured into us. So that's very important, mm-hmm. uh, so that we can move forward. So I love that. I've I've gotten a, just the wide range of definitions of community, mm-hmm. and I love your uh, your definition. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So we're gonna roll right into the next one. That was a, actually a good segue for this next one. Uh, this question is a nod to the movie Brown Sugar, and I love to ask my guests, "How old were you when you fell in love with Detroit?" You know, I think I was probably maybe. I know I was in elementary school, mm-hmm. and I just remember um, it was like, a, it was kind of dark, and it was summer, mm-hmm. and me and my family, we were down at Hurt Plaza, and this is before all this stuff was going on, Right. but the the falls, the water was actually on, mm-hmm. you know, at Hurt Plaza, and I remember, you know, taking a picture, and I have that picture still of my Mom and my dad, and my dad was holding my brother. He was mm. he was probably, he was big enough to be walking himself, but he was acting like a baby. <laughs> but I just remember thinking of, like, how much I just loved, you know, that moment yeah. and just how exciting it was to see the water and the lights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, you know, it was just, you know, you got the fist behind you. Just, right. you and know, that's a family memory that I have, and I just will always hold that and just remember how, awesome it was because you know it's still really huge the fountain down there at Hart Plaza right. but yeah. yeah I would say that was a, a time that I felt like just totally in love with the city and just being there yeah and that's powerful too because you had the fist right mm-hmm. and then depending on which way you were looking if you looked at the water 
You know, you're looking at another country, right? Mm-hmm. And, and th- we take that for granted, right? Mm-hmm. But that was, was a 15, 20-minute ride to get to Canada, right? Yeah. And so as a young person, taking all that in and you're there with your family, I know that had to be really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. That is good stuff. I felt like it was for me, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 did, I grew up in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And so it was always this. I remember telling people about my weekend at grandma's house. And I was like, you went to Detroit mm-hmm. and you didn't die? And I'm thinking, like, what are you talking about? Oh my. so far away. And I just remember that. But I just remember going to grandma's house, being in the city, and being around people who look like me. And mm-hmm. not feeling like an outsider. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just kind of like a, you know, just kind of like a safe space. Right. You know, so for to get that reaction, it was just like... You know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break right now. Mm-hmm. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about what up, though. And you're going to be able to share with the audience what you're working on, okay? Okay. All righty. You have a brilliant mind. Projects, businesses, events, ideas that will make a positive impact on your specific audience, all while organically growing your brand. Knowing the importance of investing in your brand and being willing to do whatever it takes is empowering. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. BW Creative Solutions is a boutique consulting company that specializes in customized marketing and branding. We offer creative marketing and branding with collaborative resources to bring your vision to life. Give us a call at 313-444-9385 and schedule your free 15-minute consultation. When your project shines, we smile. Okay, we are back. You are listening to Community. This is your girl, Audra, and I have my sis, Tylene Henry, in the house. And just getting ready to ask her, what up, though? Tylene Henry, my friend, my sister, what are you working on right now? You got a couple things going on, a couple, four or five things going on. Right, a couple, four or five <laughs> things. Yeah, I mean, in, in addition to trying to be and you know, show up as my best self every day, mm-hmm. um, just really, um, you know, forwarding my personal mission. And so um, I work with the National Association of Black Women in Construction. Right. And so what we're really focused on right now is building sustainable communities. Mm-hmm. And so um, there is a movement of black women that are owning construction-related firms and businesses mm-hmm. um, that are doing everything from drywall and concrete right. to business succession planning mm-hmm. to project management right. to civil engineering and building roads. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the things that we're doing together is we're really trying to break down barriers. So mm-hmm. developing strategic relationships with folks that are making decisions um, giving them some insight on what the procurement process looks like from our lens mm-hmm. and the value of having more uh, diversity and equity in their vendors and, and who they do business with. Right. Um, the reason why I'm so drawn is because I love to see our sisters employing people from our communities yeah. intentionally. Mm-hmm. Intentionally bringing up, you know, other contractors and people who are interested in that space and kind of showing them the ropes, Mm -hmm. you know, giving them some cliff notes so they don't have to bump their head everywhere that, you know, some of us may have bumped our heads and Mm -hmm. 
Um, it, it's amazing that those that are being mentored are bringing, you know, the social media aspects and everybody's bringing something to the table mm -hmm. that's helping us all to be able to move forward. So I'm really excited about the National Association of Black Women in Construction. So am I. We just chartered here in Detroit in January. Yeah. And, it's you know, we've been meeting for the past two years consistently. Mm -hmm. And it's just so powerful to see you know, how we can really come together and be the voice of black women in construction mm -hmm. and leverage over probably 100 years of experience in the construction industry nationally. Mm -hmm. So we've got women that are in leadership all over the country, mm -hmm. you know, that have relationships with major airports, with uh, county school districts mm -hmm. that can help, you know, folks that are just getting into the space mm -hmm. understand how to navigate and how they can be successful. Right. So um, just really excited about being able to get into our communities and make sure kids are aware of all the different career opportunities in construction, whether it be, you know, project management, engineering, or if drywall or cement is your thing. Mm -hmm. There's something for you. And it's also something that you can earn a, a livable wage. Oh, for sure. You know. For sure. And so, Tylene, if you could uh, take a few moments and just kind of give the history of National Association of Black Women in Construction, um, NABWIC, mm -hmm. if you could just, you know, tell a little bit about the founder and how long it's been around and all Absolutely. that good stuff. So the founder, Ms. Ann McNeil, she founded the organization, I believe it was 1986-ish. Mm -hmm. And so she's the owner of MCO Construction Company. And, uh, you know, you you look her up and you see her standing on, you know, construction sites with a herd hat on in the 80s. Yeah. You know, a black woman running a construction project in the 80s, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, she, you know, expressed that there was a lot of organizations being developed for women. There mm -hmm. were some for minorities, but there really wasn't a place for black women. Mm -hmm. She found herself showing up places where she thought she would get support. And she wasn't getting support. Mm -hmm. She didn't have a voice. Mm -hmm. So she said, well, I'm going to create a, a space for yeah. myself yeah. and for other women like me so that we can share this journey together mm -hmm. so that I can help them to, you know, um, e extend the relationships even that she had developed over time. Mm -hmm. right? right. So, like, she's not one to be stingy with relationships. She's going to connect you with the resource you need. She doesn't need to be the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's all to the good of the community and making sure that young girls, young black girls in particular, mm -hmm. you know, get exposure to STEM careers in construction. Mm -hmm. um, there, she, she was just saying um, when we were uh, at the Congressional Black Caucus last year, saying what other space can uh, a woman, you know, with kids and mm -hmm. maybe doesn't even have a GED go and make $20 an hour sweeping the floor. Right. A construction site. Yeah. So just getting people to those resources. So that's really where the history came from, mm -hmm. creating a space for black women where they could be celebrated, where they could have support, and where, you know, they could be able to learn um, the relationships and processes to help them grow their businesses. Yeah. And um, NABWIC had their inaugural uh, celebration um, at the corner, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I attended, and uh, I actually had the honor of driving Miss McNeil to the airport, awesome. and we had a, um, it just was happenstance and synergy and all that good stuff, and we had a phenomenal conversation, and 
forever changed for that 32 minutes of when I drove her to the airport. She's a phenomenal woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just abundance mentality. Yes. Energy, you yeah. know. Yeah. And just positive outlook, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So very inspiring. Yeah, she really poured into me. So with NABWIC here, uh, we have this boom of construction going on, right? Mm-hmm. We're in, a, in the middle of a revitalization as a city, right? Mm-hmm. And that seven square mile area of midtown and downtown, you know, um, there are so many shovels in the ground and all that stuff going on. And I just appreciate your leadership um, so that we can begin to have um, opportunities to be part of all of that revitalization, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to strengthen our organization so that we can continue to strengthen our communities. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate your leadership. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's an honor. Yeah. So you also wear another hat, right? Mm -hmm. And so you want to share with the audience what that hat may be? Yep. So I'm a financial services professional. I'm licensed in insurance and investments. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my personal mission is to alleviate socioeconomic disparity. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was born um, not too far from Grand River in Plymouth. That's where I where I was until I was about three years old. Mm -hmm. And my dad is a plumber. He's retired now, but plumbing he would fix up rental properties. We had a place where we would sell old furniture and school equipment. But long story short, we moved to uh, Beverly Hills, Michigan, mm-hmm. and that was in 1984, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so we dealt with, you know, police issues yeah. and being pulled over. But anyway, I say this to say I was able to see the difference between the access to resources and relationships and ideas that I had in where we lived in our new home and then back where, you know, my grandmother was living, which was the home that we moved from. Mm -hmm. And at a very early age, I was able to acknowledge that there were certain uh, things that I had exposure to and access to that some people didn't have exposure or access to. Mm -hmm. And I realized that a lot of folks were just as talented or if not more talented as me, but did not have access. And so even from that point, I'm like, how do I get people access to resources Mm -hmm. and I was always sharing information and so my personal mission is to alleviate socioeconomic disparity and it's Mm -hmm. not just a money thing right it's it's equity and access to ideas resources and relationships Mm -hmm. and you know it money is a part of it right Mm -hmm. um but I think that your idea of of what money means is based upon how you feel about yourself and right. how you value yourself. Right. Can I you feel, repeat that? Can you repeat that, please? I feel like your idea about what money is is mm-hmm. based upon about how you feel about yourself and how you value yourself. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. And so I think in our communities, we see that from generation to generation, there's more people getting more degrees, but we're not seeing our net worth increase. We're mm-hmm. not seeing progress economically. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because we tie our value to material things. Right. And we haven't all really acknowledged the fact that accumulating some money is really what gives you some power. Mm-hmm. When you think about issues that have had happened in Flint, Michigan mm-hmm. and other city urban cities across the country with lead poisoning. Mm-hmm. Those things aren't happening in West Bloomfield or Birmingham or some of the more affluent areas. Mm-hmm. Um, they're happening in less affluent areas because, you know, there's this concept that, you know, people aren't going to know about it or it's cheaper to just pay for the fallout. We, we want to save money right. over people's yeah. health and safety. Right, right. 
So cho- choosing profit, capitalism over humanity. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like socioeconomic disparity is a, a is an indicator of that because when you're busy trying to make the the keep the lights on, mm-hmm. when you're trying to make it to two or three jobs mm-hmm. to pay the rent, mm-hmm. you're not always at that meeting where they're talking about switching your water supply right. line. Mm-hmm. You're not always at the city council meeting where somebody's bringing something that may not be good for your community mm-hmm. in there, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so to me, you know, working in a financial space and being able to give people and help people to have the information they need to make more informed decisions is a form of empowerment yeah. that's not just impacting them economically, but it impacts your health. Yes. It impacts your ability to be at meetings at the school to make sure your kid is getting access, equitable access to education. Mm-hmm. The people who are making the decisions as far as, you know, who's going to be uh, teaching at your school, who's mm-hmm. doing the the curriculum, mm-hmm. all of those things, if you have some economic freedom that comes from knowing who you are mm-hmm. and not allowing material things mm. to define who you are, right. right? Right. That gives you that opportunity that you can be engaged in those spaces. So once you get to that point where you got that tax return, it's not like I'm going to get a charger or I'm going to buy a Louis bag. Right. Yes, I'm going to boost my emergency fund. So yeah. if I got to take an unpaid day off of work to make sure I'm at the school board mm. meeting, mm-hmm. I can do that. If I need to be at this city council meeting yes. to make sure that they're not doing anything harmful to my environment, mm-hmm. it means you got time to understand that as a community, mm-hmm. I may be working two or three jobs, but we both know the school board meeting is happening. Mm-hmm. We both got kids in school. Hey, can you make it to this one and let me know what I missed? Right. Working together, mm-hmm. and that comes from having some bit of freedom mm-hmm. that's not attached to I need every single penny that's coming in. Right. And granted, don't get me wrong, a lot of people don't have equitable, ac- equitable access to jobs to earn a living mm-hmm. wage. Mm-hmm. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's not just a spending problem right. or a self, you know, um, it's, it's not an issue necessarily of knowing who we are. For some people, it really is just having that equitable access to career opportunities that they can earn a livable wage. But back to the financial services I provide, you know, it's really helping people understand that concept of accumulating wealth Mm -hmm. and the fact that wealth isn't in having a $300,000 car, I mean, house or $100,000 car. It's nothing wrong with those things. Right. But it's really more so knowing who you are and using your resources wisely. Yeah. So that you can be able to progress. Each generation should be advancing. advancing, And so helping people understand how does life insurance benefit your family? Mm-hmm. What are the different types? Mm-hmm. The conversations you need to have with your grandparents mm-hmm. about their homes if they're owning them. And making sure you're properly adding people to the title so that it doesn't get caught up in probate. probate yeah. So all of these things that we have in our community that can build wealth, making sure we know how to be good shepherds of them. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of misinformation out there. Right. And so I really want to not tell people what to do or how to think, mm-hmm. but have them know the right questions to ask and where they can get, you know, trustworthy information. Right. And so you mentioned, uh, you know, the grandparents having those conversations. And, and in our community, um, you know, we really need to talk about when people inherit property, right? Mm-hmm. And so they may inherit grandma's house. Mm-hmm. You know, that's on the border, border of Boston Edison, right? Mm-hmm. And it might be in a little disrepair. Uh, and, and having people understand that owning property, mm-hmm. right, um, you, utilizing that 
piece of uh, investment wisely to navigate to other things, mm-hmm. as opposed to looking at it as this bohemian, um, you know, and it's not fly and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so having those conversations, right? Yep. Um, and understanding um, Dr. Andre Perry uh, was at the uh, community benefits. He was a keynote, uh, and he talked about uh, property in black communities, prim- uh, mostly black communities, uh, majority black communities across the country is 1,200 of them, uh, Detroit being number one, um, and how uh, the value of our property, you know, those numbers are uh, baked, you know, because they're, uh, we live in them, right? So you could take that same house, and if it's in Gross Point or some other area, the value of that house, you know, is 56% more or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, meanwhile, uh, we need to take advantage of the situation that we're in mm-hmm. and buy the block. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. understand the value that comes from collectively working together and mm-hmm. being on one accord and having that ideal understanding that, you know, one person by themselves doesn't have the same power the 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 2,000, mm-hmm. 5,000 people have. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's enough of us that if we work together, mm-hmm. that we can be able to have more of a say and a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really having that mentality of community and right. not all about I, me, and mine, mm-hmm. but Miss Akua Voodoo Watkins, as she said, is about us, we, and ours. Yes. Right? And mm-hmm. so we can go so much further together and just understanding the importance of being connected, mm-hmm. sharing information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like that's the key to rebuilding our communities, you right. know, because it's, it's I think it's a process that they, folks d- drive the property values down so that they can come in and purchase it right. and, you know, have a, a great, it's a great investment for them. And then turn around and sell it back to us. Right. You know? Right, right. And so how do we avoid that from happening? Mm-hmm. Right? How do we make sure people are educated mm-hmm. and know what the value of their properties are? Mm-hmm. sometimes if you've never seen $20,000, mm-hmm. you know, if someone comes in and offers you $20,000, you are like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. Well, then they go and sell that same property for two or three million, right? And their they, their conscience is fine with that because, like, that's more than they ever seen, right? 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 You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so we definitely have to uh, turn the tide on that. And so, Tylene, please share your information as as it relates to your financial professional services services business. Yep. Please. So my uh, website is tylenehenry.com mm-hmm. and uh T Y L E N E Henry H E N R Y dot com. Um and I'm on Instagram at, at Ty's Way. That's mm-hmm. T Y S underscore way. Mm-hmm. Um and you can really find all of the things that I'm into. You can get links to the National Association of Black Women in Construction. Mm-hmm. You can get links to some of the work that I do with Fresh Perspective Seminars to help uh kids and parents get to and through school school without going into debt mm-hmm. and then also there's a link to my financial practice to okay. the website to you know see the different services and licenses that i have okay very good very good so we're going to take one more quick break okay and we're going to come back and talk about spirituality how's that cool okay
Strategic Beautification. Strategic Beautification is a comprehensive consulting, design, and implementation service that begins with the basics. The basics are litter debris removal along commercial corridors. Services are then customized to accommodate the needs of the client. Our corporate culture is to leave people, places, and things better than we found them. We stand on old-fashioned values to lead us into a future that enriches our youth, the region, and the environment. That's Izzy Wisdom. Get involved today by calling 866-97-IZZY. That's 866-97-I-Z-Z-I-E. Or visit our website at www.izzyllc.com. Okay, you are back. You are listening to Community with your girl, Audra. And I got my sis in the house, Tylene Henry. My sister from NABWIC, National Association of Black Women in Construction. Uh, she is also uh, a dynamic financial services professional. And uh, Tylene, at this portion of the show, um, I'd like to ask my guests, how do you express your spirituality at this point in your life? Um, you're a mom and got all this stuff going on. What does your spirituality look like? Um, I would say it's deeply connected and tied to to gratitude. Mm. Um, and understanding that it's a privilege to wake up every morning and to breathe this air and to fight the fights that some of us fight every day. Yeah. You know, and we can look at it as oh my you know, black women we get paid less than everybody else mm-hmm. and this and the other, but I think about how strong and resilient we are, right. you know, and when I think about my spirituality, it's very much so connected to um, when I think about my ancestors and when I refer to my ancestors, I can really refer to those that I have actually interacted with. Mm-hmm. So my um, grandmother, who has since gone on, is still very much so with me, mm. and so many of the principles and the stories mm-hmm. and you know, the way that she addressed certain things in life stick with me. Mm-hmm. And when I come to crossroads and I come to challenges, I feel like she is the one that's there, like, fighting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that that even when I feel like I don't have any more left, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this woman who would catch two, three, four buses yeah. to get to um, her her job at the hospital, at mm-hmm. Sinai Hospital, mm-hmm. do whatever she could, she had to do to take care of her seven children, mm-hmm. you know, ha- made sure they had a, a roof over their head and clothes over their back. And I said, how dare I complain? Mm. How dare I, um, you know, feel discouraged, right. you know, because she, I'm standing on her shoulders, yeah. you know, and. Um, my son and I had the honor and privilege to go home this summer, so we went to the car Senegal, and really? I stood in uh, the doorway of no return, mm. okay? And when I first landed in Africa, I thought, okay, I'm going to have a sensation, and it wasn't really like that, but when we were on the boat or the ferry from Dakar mm-hmm. uh, over to Gory Island, which mm-hmm. is the island where many of the major slave houses were, mm-hmm. there was this heavy feeling that I had. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I wasn't alone. 
you know, I felt like I wasn't alone. And there was people on the boat Mm -hmm. and there were things going on. But I felt like, you know, this is that moment, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was it was heavy. And we got to the island and there was this music playing and there was kids running around. And when I got to that doorway of no return and I was watching the water crash on those rocks and imagining my ancestors, those that didn't even make it onto the ship and those that jumped overboard and those that didn't survive, mm-hmm. you know, I could not feel anything less than powerful. Yeah. 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 400 years? Yeah. And here I am on my terms. Mm. Like, after everything that was done to suppress, yeah. to to enslave, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, here I am. Yeah, yeah. And then that sense of responsibility. So spirituality to me is being connected and acknowledging those things and not being shameful of them, mm-hmm. but being proud yeah. of the fact that, you know, my bloodline, we, that we survived yeah. and that we're here. And I'm like, if we can make it through that, we can mm-hmm. make it through anything. Yeah. And we have to really learn, like for me, it's, you know, meditation, mm-hmm. spending time, you know, in quiet. And, and it always starts with gratitude yeah. and giving thanks mm-hmm. um, and just just being really fully aware of, of how blessed I am. And how I have a responsibility. Yeah. You know, I have a duty mm-hmm. to make sure that I continue to pave, to 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 whack some of those weeds, mm-hmm. to pave the way for those to come behind me. Yeah. You know, because nobody else is going to do it for us. Right. You know, we have to do it. Yeah. And your son, I've had the pleasure of meeting him. He's just a brilliant, handsome young man. Um, he was there with you. Mm-hmm. What was his What was his response? He was just blown away. He, he, you know, just looking at how people could be so joyful and not have much of anything. Yeah. But still have joy. Mm-hmm. But still be proud. Yeah. You know, and how beautiful things were without a $20 billion building, mm-hmm. without a flat screen this or you know, technology, that. But mm-hmm. just natural beauty everywhere. Everything was beautiful. The people were beautiful. Mm-hmm. The the energy was beautiful. The songs, the music, the the people selling things, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, he just really came away with this sense of appreciation yeah. and, um, you know, understanding of this responsibility that I talk about that we have, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. How long were you there? We were there for about 11 days. Okay, nice. Yeah. yeah. Very cool, very cool. So we're going to segue into uh, this segment. I call it Inspiration Time. It's a nod to Martha Gina Queen. She's an icon. Um, Martha Gina Queen Steinberg, she owned um, a radio station um, back in the 60s. It was, she was way before her time, and she talked about metaphysical, before we even knew what metaphysical physical was. Uh, and so at this time in the show, Tylene, sis, you know, you kind of touched upon it. What is it that inspires you to get up every day to do the good work? And so what you do is the good work, right? All of the things that you're connected to is the good work. What what keeps you going? I would have to say it's some mix between gratitude mm-hmm. and just knowing that you know, our ancestors, the 
the things that they had to endure when I think about women who were enslaved, mm-hmm. you know, having to raise other people's children and mm-hmm. having to, you know, be sex slaves mm-hmm. and the abuse and mm-hmm. just everything that's happened, you know, I feel a responsibility to to move the needle forward yeah. every day. Every day. And to show up every day mm-hmm. and to to show appreciation and homage to what has been done. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I feel like some of us, we have forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know, and there has been progress, but there's so much longer to go. Right. And I feel like they're just throwing so much stuff at us so we can be pacified with Instagram or a mm-hmm. car or mm-hmm. a purse. Right. You know. And I just can't, I'll never be, I, I will never be satisfied until, you know, I, I can see those next people that are coming along behind me mm-hmm. that have the resources and tools they need to continue to move the needle forward. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what keeps me going, just knowing how incredibly blessed I am um, and just so much love. I think being, you know, a mother was something that I never knew what that love was like, mm-hmm. but I want the world to be a better place for him. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, I don't, I try not to be fearful about police brutality and all the things that are going on, but to me, putting him out there in the world and people having to conver- have conversation with him, mm-hmm. you can't deny, you can't tell me that you are afraid of, of that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, you know, just getting in people's face. And, yeah. You know, so I think that's what keeps me going is just gratitude and knowing that everything that was done before me, mm-hmm. you know, and I can think it's hard today, but I don't have dogs or tear gas right. or, you know, whips and chains that I'm right. dealing with. It's different types of whips and chains. It's different types of tear gas. It's right. different types of, but at the same time, you know, it's a mental strategy and game, mm-hmm. you know, that I feel like. I, if I can be, stay centered and focus on what the focus is, right. everything that I need, all the resources just keep coming to oh, me. Oh, for sure. So. And, and since I just want to, uh, I, I appreciate you so much. You bring excellence. You are meticulous. And um, it's, it's beautiful to watch. Um, I learn from you uh, in, in, in many ways. And I'm grateful for um, our connection. And uh, I'm excited about NABWIC, National Association of Black Women in Construction, and how we can, you know, grow together within the organization mm-hmm. and move um, the organization forward. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you yeah. and what you're doing here, giving a platform, mm-hmm. you know, for people to share their story and to connect resources and, mm-hmm. and have celebrate. The yeah. things that are positive mm-hmm. because there's so many good things happening and people need to know about it so they can be encouraged. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for your time, sis, you know, carving out some time for me today. Um, I appreciate you and I give you agape love. Thank you. Same yeah. to you. Thank you. And uh, audience, you've been listening to Community where we talk about unique pathways and one common goal. And until next time, this is your girl, Audra. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify.
You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Join us October 24th through October 27th at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival. The collage of sound, sight, taste, feel, and scent of Detroit from all walks of life. Join Piper Carter, Frida Sampson, Unicorns Are Real, Josh Adams, The New Kids, Group Text, Jennifer Crawford, Care Michigan, Audra Carson, My Natural Hair, Cornbread and Caviar, Kari Frazier, Sterling Tolls, Boldy James, and more artists. The Detroit is Different Festival provides you the rare opportunity to witness, experience, and familiarize yourself with the diverse subcultures that make Detroit different. Experience this all for 50 bucks. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com and get your tickets today.